It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. You sure bet it is. And we are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world. We're broadcasting as we do every day from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon fired up to bring you a big episode. Another big day of top shelf radio in a bottom feeding political world. Now, we might have hit bottom in Washington last night with the failure of the abortion rights bill that was anything uh, but a codification of Roe versus Wade. It was very much a radical expansion, and thankfully, it died the horrible death uh, that Democrats wanted a lot of babies to die, quite frankly. I know that's crass and unpleasant, but that's the world we're living in. you got to play the teams on the schedule in this world, and we sure are about to. Kennedy's going to be here uh, singing back up. Uh, We will also have a great chit chat with Daniel Turner, who weighs in on Joe Biden's decision to suspend oil leases in the state of Alaska. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Yeah, no big deal. You know, gas is just like eight fifty a gallon. <laughs> we don't need to do anything to control the supply at this point. No, just you want to suspend some permits. Not the end of the world. Biden sucks. Uh, and that's just one of a myriad of reasons why people feel that way, why people agree with Lincoln Fela, who got a big shout-out last night on the Tucker Carlson Show. We'll get into that as well. 888-788-9910. That's the number every day, the rule every day. Be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a... Hey, really quick, if you watch the Tucker thing, thank you. That's amazing. It's a big deal. I still, I'm laughing every time I see myself on a screen with the biggest name in all of cable news. I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like a half, a, it's half my job. It's half a drinking story, you know? Like, Jimmy, tell me about that time you was on with Tucker Carlson. Because that's what the women sound like that I hang out with on Long Island. But the point is, you know, it's a big deal. It was really cool. So if you missed it, go to the Fox Across America Facebook page where I have posted it and check it out. And if everybody's nice at the end of the day today, uh, maybe I'll read you uh, not the compliments because you guys are very supportive. And thank gosh for that. You guys are amazing. Uh, But there's also when you go on with Tucker, you understand there's a lot of people that hate this dude because he's telling the truth. Bingo. You know, we opened our show yesterday talking about how we all support Ukraine. But at the same time, if we're sending 40 billion to Ukraine, uh, just a few weeks removed from sending 33 billion to Ukraine, but Americans are suffering by every metric here in this country. You know, it does feel a little egregious. I think he's got a point. It's a good point. And uh, he was fired up. And it like it got me fired up. It was a it was a good hang. So an honor to be a part of that. Uh, I just, of course, got off the TV with Harris Faulkner. Uh, we will post that on the Fox Cross America Facebook page as well. And tonight, if you are watching Failavision, Kennedy will be here at the K train. She's going to be on this show in the next hour. And I will be on her show tonight. Uh, talking about the fact that this Biden spendathon uh, on everything but America is going to wind up costing Americans at a time when we're already broke. Thanks, big government weenuses. But we begin not with spending. Uh, we begin with a rousing defeat for what the Democrats were calling an abortion rights bill. Oh, it's abortion rights. We're just we're just out here. We're just protecting women. That is a fact check false. Okay, what they were trying to pass last night, understand it failed 51 to 49 in the Senate. 
Okay, what they were trying to pass was something that would have expanded abortion, not protected the basic right, expanded it. It would have been a federalization that would wipe out all 500 state laws that are already on the books. That's not right. Kevin Meaney isn't the only guy who feels that way, the late, great Kevin Meaney. Uh, Let's talk about Joe Manchin from West Virginia, who, I got to be honest, man, he laid it out as good as anybody can in terms of explaining why this shouldn't be a thing. Uh, Let's start with clip 23. I was hopeful that the Democratic Party having control of the agenda, would put a piece of legislation forward that would really codify Roe v. Wade. Seventy percent of the American public wants Roe v. Wade to be codified, as has been precedented law for 50 years. To me, that would be the reasonable, rational thing to do. The bill we have today to vote on, the Women's Health Protection Act, and I respect people who support, but make no mistake, it is not Roe v. Wade codification. It's an expansion. It wipes 500 500 state laws off the books. It expands abortion. And with that, that's not where we are today. We should not be dividing this country further than we're already divided. And it's, it's really the, the, the politics of Congress that's dividing the country. It's not the people. They've, they're telling us what they want. And uh, it's just disappointing that uh, we're going to be voting on a piece of legislation, which I will not vote for today. Uh, but I would vote for a Roe v. Wade codification if it was today. I was hopeful for that. I admire your honesty. So understand here, Joe Manchin, is, he is a Democrat. He is from West Virginia, a state that voted overwhelmingly for Donald Trump. But he's threading a real needle of objective truth there. He's being honest with you. Okay, whatever you think of the policy of abortion, admire the candor of the guy who flat out says he would have codified Roe v. Wade. Okay, I don't agree with it. The American people don't agree with abortion beyond the first 15 weeks. They don't if you look at the polling. So all of those Democrats that we're telling you, you know, at the beginning of this week, last week, oh, this is the end of democracy. Now, we know that's a lie because repealing Roe v. Wade simply sends it back to the states for a vote, meaning it's not the end of democracy. It's the beginning of democracy. People now start to vote. You see, we didn't vote on Roe v. Wade the first time around, nor did we vote on the lengths to which abortion would remain available in the pregnancy. Okay, we didn't vote on that. That was not democracy at work when Roe v. Wade got passed. Those were nine judges. Okay, who decided to make it the law, the federal law of the land and eliminate the state's voice in the debate, which is why it's ultimately going to get repealed is every legal scholar from the day it was passed in 1973 till today said this was an unprecedented stripping down of state rights. They're not even repealing it because of abortion. Understand. So when the Democrats say, oh, they just don't want women to have privacy. Oh, we're being forced into pregnancies which is absurd on its face, the idea that you're being forced into pregnancy. You weren't being forced uh, to, you know, to have unprotected sex. You have the option of birth control. You have the option of IUDs. You have the option of condoms. And just to be clear, because we do know there are cases where women were forced against their will, just to be clear, I want to be mindful of that, nothing on the books, not even in Mississippi, which does have the most restrictive abortion law in the land, nothing would prevent a woman from getting an abortion in a case of rape or incest. And I understand And I don't want to be callous to those women suffering an unspeakable trauma and say, hey, now you have to go carry this baby. All right. This is a very ugly issue, but we need to be honest about it. Joe Manchin was honest about it. I don't agree with him that we should codify Roe. I think it should go back to the states. But you also at the same time, you can find yourself disagreeing with his right to uphold the original Roe as it stands. But you should applaud the fact 
okay, that he called out his own party. We need more of that in this country. You need more of that, man. Okay, this is not their job is not to just troll the other side and try to win the news cycle. That's why our whole entire country is Okay, that's why we are where we are, because we spent five years, okay, just trying to beat the other guy that night. Let's all go to bed feeling like our side is winning. And that's what the issues became. That's why the Democrats devoted the entire Trump presidency to selling the world on the fact that he he was an existential threat to everybody in this country. Democrats are so full of crap. Totally, but their M.O. was not to help the country. Their M.O. was to run on grievance. Their M.O. was not to solve problems. It was to run on problems. That's true. That is true. So when Joe Manchin says, hey, you know, there's a middle ground here and it's it's not the one that we were just asked to vote on. OK, the reason that bill lost, understand, is because it was extreme. It was disgusting. It was a bill that if you read the particulars, which we will, are allowing Okay, for abortion on demand and late stage abortion. We're talking a month after the baby could live beyond the mom. What the hell is the world coming to? And that's the issue we're dealing with. And I tell you this all the time. It's a problem on the left. Okay, and I don't do the bash the left all day show. It can feel that way sometimes because the country's going to hell and they happen to be in charge of everything. But the God's honest truth is a lot of them are children. And if they're not getting their way... It's, you know, melt, burn it down. We're going to the justices' houses. They're marching outside of justices' houses. And I can be honest with you. I'm torn on that, too. I'm just being, I'm being honest, man. I'm your radio buddy. I'm not here to win. I'm just here to broadcast. That's what I do. The God's honest truth is like, yeah, I, I, there's no world where I support women marching outside the homes of Supreme Court justices. But if you have seen some of the videos, let's be honest. A lot of these women do need the exercise. I don't want to be the guy that gets in the way of them and 5,000 steps on their Fitbit. I'm trying to help here, man. Okay, I don't agree with their position on abortion. But, uh, who, who, you know, who am I to discourage someone from losing a little weight? You've seen me on TV. I'm no show pony. If I was a stripper, my name would be Tragic Mike. Okay, but I'm working on it. But what Joe Manchin said was the truth. You can't just placate emotional politicians who don't get their way. We're going to burn down the town. We're going to march to your house. So, all right, we're so sorry. So not only will we give you the law you had, but we'll expand it. Okay, that's not how it works. When the kid's throwing a fit in the store, you're not supposed to buy him not only the toy he wanted, but a bigger toy to go with it. But that's who we're dealing with. Here's a little more Manchin speaking to that reality, clip 24. Are you concerned about backlash? Well, you know, you come here to do a job. I understand that. And I, I, I think being honest with everybody, and I know where you stand, is the best thing. You just can't change around all the time and just try to say wherever, uh, wherever the winds are blowing is where I'm going to be. Round of applause. Round of applause. That's a Democrat, understand? So, you know, don't at me. Like I'm some like Fox News right wing strong man. OK, what we do at Fox News is not rep- protect the Republican Party. We protect the truth. You know, it's one of my biggest frustrations after the 2020 election. And people are like, oh, you didn't just parrot everything Trump said. We're turning on Newsmax for a half hour and then realizing it's total crap and coming back to you. But everybody threw that fit. A lot of people did. 
because you were duped into believing we were just like in the tank for Trump. No, Trump was on the side of the truth. He didn't steal the election with Russia. That didn't happen. We knew that. Everybody executing the Mueller probe knew that. We knew it was bought and paid for oppo research by the Clinton campaign. That's what constituted the Steele dossier. That's what the entire Mueller probe was was, you know, predicated on. And when we told that truth for four years, yes, we were depicted as being in the tank. But at the end of the day, we were right. Do you understand? We were called anti-vax, even though no one went on our air and said, don't get the vaccine. We were still called anti-vax when we told you the truth that vaccinated people could get and spread COVID. And you got thrown off Twitter for telling that truth. And we got labeled what? You know, Biden tells it everywhere he goes. Even Fox News is vaccinated. He's trying to piggyback off a lie that we said, don't get the vaccine. We didn't say that. Okay, we were the ones applauding Donald Trump when he was making a vaccine or at least, you know, green lighting Operation Warp Speed, which led to the development of the vaccine. The Democrats spent that summer telling you the vaccine was basically bug juice that you were throwing in your veins with no idea how it was going to turn out. Let's just say there is a vaccine that is approved and even distributed before the election. Would you get it? Well, I think that's going to be an issue for all of us. If and when the vaccine comes, it's not likely to go through all the tests that needs to be and the trials that are needed to be done. When we finally do, God willing, get a vaccine, who's going to take the shot? Who's going to take the shot? I mean, Joe Biden. You are disgusting. Because understand, that was them on the campaign trail. Who's going to take this thing? You're going to put that in your body? What are you, nuts? Hunter wouldn't put that in his body. I, are you not? <laughs> I couldn't even get my kid to put that in his. Hunter's a dirtbag. <laughs> but seriously. OK, and what were we labeled for telling the truth? OK, the reason Fox News wins in the ratings is they can characterize us as racist and crazy and fear mongering and conspiracy mongering. But we're not retracting. A hundred stories a year or just ignoring and refusing to retract a hundred incorrect stories a year that, to be clear, aren't incorrect when they come out of liberal news sites. They are wrong on purpose. They're not worried about whether or not the story is accurate. They're worried about whether or not it's going to help or hurt the Democratic Party. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. That's why we're dealing with a disinformation board right now. Think of the people running the disinformation board. Everything that's been banned in the last two years turned out to be true. Hunter Biden's laptop, you couldn't report it, it was true. COVID, people who are vaccinated getting spread COVID, you couldn't report it, but it was true. Masks don't work against the Omicron variant, couldn't report it, but it was true. Russian disinformation is bogus. That was true. Okay, it was bogus. But they ran with a straight face with this narrative that the walls were closing in and everybody was leaving the White House in a perp walk and they run on emotion. And I say this all the time. No one, no one has hurt this country more than the Democratic Party because we live in an age where people's emotions are their facts. The Democrats have no interest in engaging on the facts. They'd rather censor your speech. So they go out and they placate people with emotional platitudes like, oh, Republicans are forcing women into slavery. I mean, come on, man. When in truth, okay, as the guy who's paid to tell you the truth, as the guy who's on the network that has the highest ratings because we tell you the truth, okay, in this instance, this abortion rights bill failed because the namesake, like the party pushing it, is completely and totally full of you're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It's like it's a it's a game changer.
It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon having a chit-chat about the failure of the abortion rights bill. To be clear, it was not blocked. There are a lot of media articles that are like, oh, it was blocked. No, no, blocked <laughs> would mean like it had the votes. Republicans wouldn't let it go through. It didn't have the votes. Uh, and that fact is not lost uh, on any of our callers. George Batten leadoff. He's in Hedgesville, West Virginia. Yo, George. Yeah, uh, George Michael here from the Joe Manchin state. There you go, man. Round of applause for your guy, uh, you know, for speaking truth to power. I mean, that wasn't a rights bill. That was an expansion uh, of infanticide. Yeah. Yeah, and another way to show that, Jimmy, I think is to also observe if it was just codifying Roe, uh, I think the pro-choice Republicans like Murkowski and Collins would have voted for it, yep. but they were opposed to it. To me, that's another illustration of how radical the bill really is mm-hmm. when you have Cal- Collins and Murkow- Murkowski, pro-choice people, also voted no within the Republican. There's other Republicans like that also. Yeah, well, I mean, you're making a good point here because understand specifically with female senators – they're under immense yeah. pressure because the abortion debate yeah. is always just painted as you either support women or you don't. And, uh, you know, it's good messaging by the Democrats to reduce the whole argument to women and, and eliminate the baby from consideration. Uh, but we're at a place now where they're going to have a hard time selling this. Like they think this is a driving issue that's going to help them in the midterms. I got news for you, man. If people can't afford a gallon of gas, there's not going to be a way to get down to the abortion clinic. So I think inflation yeah, I- is going to win the day. I think the uh, this, these violent protests or these threatening kind of at least threatening protests against the justice, I think it's going to backfire. I think most Americans are really turned off by that. Yeah, no, I think you're 100 percent right. I mean, we saw this two summers ago and uh, we've just we're, we're beyond that, man. So I think what's going to happen in a perfect world is they repeal Roe. It goes back to the states. We vote. And, I, you know, I'm not of the mind that it's just going to go away. I think blue states are going to have it. And I think red states that do have it are going to have it on a very restricted level. And if that was the concession I'd have to make, I don't want to make perfect get in the way of better. Meaning right now we're dealing with millions of babies being aborted. If we can cut that number down by 90 percent, I have to look at that as a win. You see where I'm coming from? Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. good. It would, it would yeah. be a win. We'll keep up the good and work. Go ahead. Good, good job in reporting on Manchin, um, the honesty and, uh, you know, his position. You listen, explained it really well. Listen, you're the last state we have that's telling the truth, George, so keep playing good ball, man. I'll see you soon, brother. There he goes, the great George. We'll get into more of your calls uh, after this on Fox Across America. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Um, Shouting out everybody. Man, I got so many messages. I was just on with Harris Faulkner. People say nice stuff. Some people pick fights with me about my boots. I mean, I love that. I love the the whole relationship we have is so unique in radio, in television, or anywhere. I don't know that there's anyone else this accessible, you know, that we're all talking and talking wardrobe and, you know. Telling me my kid's a mess. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's great. I love it. It's great. Uh, but uh, what I don't love is Katie Porter. Uh, she's, of course, a representative from California. Uh, she was on NBC. And this is a real thing. Before we get back to the phones, I just want to play this and introduce it into the conversation. You know, we're dealing with, you know, runaway inflation. 
we're dealing with a shortage of baby formula. She says this just reinforces the need for more abortion. What the hell did you just say? Really think about that. How psychotic these people are. And I say this all the time. You should never operate from a place of emotion on a very basic level. You know, like if you're betting on sports, they say don't bet with your heart. Don't bet your home team. There are plenty of guys that are living under a bridge because they bet on their home team. You know, you bet at a time you probably should have known better to bet, but because you wanted them to win, you bet on them to win. You sold yourself on the storyline. You believed in it. You bet on them. You're now living under the bridge. Unless you're like here in New York, you're like a Jets fan, then you probably jumped off the bridge. But the point is... Okay, when Democrats engage in political debate, there is no debate, meaning we don't get into facts. We don't get into like, hey, when can a baby feel pain? When can a baby live outside the mom? What we get into is like, you're a misogynist who hates women. And you're like, can we have the cop? No, (laughs) that's how this works. You know, whatever all the people who say, like, America needs to have a conversation. They don't want to have a conversation. Correct the mundo. If you a conversation is agree with my point. That's what Democrats believe America having a conversation means. Dissent means, all right, we need a censorship board. This is misinformation. You're going to get people killed. It's bananas. But you understand this is emotional. And when you sell people emotion for a living, okay, you make decisions from an emotional place that denies you the self-awareness that would otherwise tell you you sound like a psychopath. Listen to this clip. It's clip 21. The fact that things like inflation can happen and it can become more expensive to feed your kids and to fuel your car um, is exactly why people need to be able to be in charge of how many mouths they're going to have to feed. So I think the fact that we're seeing this jump in expenses, um, that we're seeing people having to pay more in the grocery store, pay more at the pump, pay more for housing, is a reason that people are saying I need to be able to make my own decisions about when and if to start a family. So I don't think we're going to see them. I don't think it's like about comparing them or contrasting them. I think they reinforce for people just how big of a responsibility it is to take care of a family. Get her out. Get her out of here. I mean, yo, did you hear? Why not just have legalized firing squads? Like, did you hear that? Well, because inflation can happen. It can become more expensive to feed a kid. And why pick up extra hours down at the job if you could just kill the kids? I mean, that, are you listening to this? Why not just have firing squads? Hey, man, the bill's got a little rough this month. I'm sorry, kids. I know you were hoping to go to Disney World. Now, the good news is you are going on a trip. I mean, really think about that. The bad news. Think about that. It's insane. Okay, but that's what we're dealing with here. In her head, that's reasonable. And they throw in the caveat that a woman should have the right to choose when she's going to start a family. Yo, a woman does have the right to choose when she starts a family. Tell them like it is. Okay, there are a myriad of options available to women and men. It is their responsibility as well. I am not trying to pass the buck and say you're on your own, ladies, because you're not on your own. You shouldn't be on your own. Okay, but understand if this is an issue of family planning, you go on the pill, you get an IUD, you use a condom. Or if you're telling me none of those things are relevant because of a health condition, which I greatly respect, then you really just do have to abstain. It's unfortunate, but it's part of, you know, a thing. Sometimes the doctor says, hey, you can't eat cherry Pez anymore. I don't know why. There's something in your heritage, eat cherry Pez. You know, every time someone turns on the microwave, you're going to pee in your pants and forget who you are for a half hour. It's a genetic thing. I'm sorry. No cherry Pez. Okay, I'm not trying to trivialize this, but you have to understand it's being trivialized. 
when they tell you that this is, you know, all about family planning and the inconvenience of a woman and the rising cost of goods. Okay, so the bills go up, so the baby goes down. That's bananas. Okay, we're talking about life here. But you understand there is no respect for life. But to take it a step further, just so we are having a fully encompassing conversation, this isn't even the point of Roe versus Wade. Like Roe versus Wade is not being repealed because these judges necessarily even disagree with Katie Porter. I would hope they do. They say, well, you know, bills can get pricey, so kill. we got to be able to kill the kids. Okay, even in cases of rape, if you are, in fact, capable of going to the authorities, going to the hospital, you could be given the morning after pill. But we do have to be inclusive of the fact that some women aren't and some women are in circumstances where they can't get there that quick. I mean, this is a bad thing. This is a really hard conversation. That's why I want people to be responsible with the rhetoric, but they don't want to because people want to win more than they want to help. That's what goes on. But Roe versus Wade getting repealed, sending it back to the states would be the right thing to do under the Constitution because the Supreme Court's job is not to make laws, okay? Federalizing something that should be a state's rights issue undercuts the Constitution. It undercuts the whole reason for having the democracy that we do. And they try to get around it by saying, what? Well, we're protecting democracy. That's why you're not allowed to vote. Wait, what? We don't want it going back to the states where the people can vote. We're just protecting democracy. Wait, what? You're protecting democracy like Mardi Gras protects sobriety. Like you're not protecting it is the point. This is insane. Ike knows. Ike is out in the Lake of the Ozarks listening on KRMS. Yo, Ike, what's up, man? Hey, Jimmy, good to hear you, man. I'm, I'm so glad you just said that. I'm about My head's about to explode with these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and one of the things that your words mean something. You're a wordsmith. You get it. Mm-hmm. And the more times we continue to tell a lie, the more people are going to buy into it. And one of the greatest lies that have been told in this America is that the Supreme Court makes laws. Mm-hmm. They have said that this thing is the law of the land. It is not. The Supreme Court renders an opinion. And then it is up to Congress, if it's a congressional law, to figure out how to fix it and make it more in line with the Constitution. One of the problems with this bill that they wanted to pass about abortion in the Senate is they don't have the authority to do that to begin with. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things that are that way. This is what's really wrong with our country is that we have been, we have allowed ourselves to be buffaloed and to believe that these individuals in Washington, D.C. can make all of the rules that this country has to abide by. And the reality is they're not allowed to make but a very few rules. And we have been living this way for I don't know what a hundred years that we've been we've been buying into the fact that these folks can regulate and tell us how we have to live our lives, yep. and we just don't. Yep. That's why we have states. It should all be back to the states. Almost everything should be back to the states. And if I could, one mm-hmm. more thing that blows my mind is rights. Mm-hmm. Rights are given by God. Mm-hmm. Can only be abridged by man. They can never be taken away. So when they talk about abortion rights. I don't think God would give anybody the right to kill their baby in the womb. 
No. I just don't. So it cannot be a right. And these are the words that are getting thrown around that confuse those that don't dig a little deeper to find out the truth. And ergo, we have a, a misinformed public, and the news media does it, our politicians do it, our elected officials in Washington, D.C. do it, and it drives me nuts. Oh, it's 100 percent. You make so many brilliant points there. And that's the basic the, the basic core of this whole thing is that Roe v. Wade is a state's rights issue. And that's why every legal scholar was like, no, this is not supposed to be a federalized situation. You see, the Democrats mm-hmm. love federalization of everything if they're in power. You know, if the Republicans wanted to federalize, you know, parking meters tomorrow, they'd be like, this is authoritarianism. What's going on with this fascism? Give me back my quarters, you know, and you know it. <laughs> and the truth is, like, mm-hmm. the thing that Republicans need to do that anybody needs to do that just roots for the country is they just need to keep shouting substance. It's like they'll say to us, we're misogynists. We hate women. It's the handmaid's tale. We're not supposed to respond with, you're crazy, shut up, you pig. We're supposed to respond with babies can feel pain in 15 weeks. Babies can live outside the mom at 24. States' rights, you know, and that, though, if we engage on issues, we win every time. That's why there's a censorship board, because the censorship board can get issues out of the way. Like, you know when there's, like, in boxing, sometimes guys avoid certain title fights? Like, I remember back in the day, um, Riddick Bowe, for whatever reason, he was a boxer here from the Bronx, he was heavyweight champion, had a couple of epic fights with Evander Holyfield, but he didn't want to fight Lennox Lewis, who was a guy who didn't have much of a chin, but Riddick Bowe came up with like 30 different ways to avoid it until he finally just threw the belt in the garbage and vacated the heavyweight championship, the WBC belt, because he didn't feel confident in his ability to win the fight. That's the Democrats. We're at the point now where they're throwing the belt in the garbage uh, and creating a censorship board rather than engaging on the issue. So you get it, man. Like if you stay on the case, we win. That's right, my friend. It's just, so. just unbelievable what's going on. But I think that we're starting to turn the corner. Shows like yourselves and others are starting to turn the corner. And one of these days, the people are going to take this thing back. Oh, you better believe it, man. Stay focused until then. I'll see you out there in August. We're going to get nuts. Excellent. See you then. Good stuff, Ike. There he goes, the great Ike. And he's telling you the truth. Rights, 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 rights. They keep telling you about rights. Oh, it's rights. And... It's all manipulated word salad. A woman's right to choose my body, my choice. Yo, they were literally forcing women to get a vaccine that wasn't their choice. Put this in your body. It's not your choice. Okay, we're here a few weeks later. They're like, hey, oh, my body, my choice. Dude, two weeks ago, we were getting called transphobes if we made fun of Apple's pregnant man emoji. Because the Democrats and the woke left were telling us what? That men could get pregnant. That's not a real thing. And they know that, which is why two weeks later, this politically transactional movement that's just screaming character assassinations is back to, hey, it's a women's right to choose. What happened to the men that were getting pregnant? How come there are no men uh, trying to find a clinic out of town. How come there's no abortion tourism for men? What is it, that every man that gets pregnant uh, could never fathom having an abortion? Are all men pro-life? Is that what you're telling me? No, you're telling me that you know and I know men can't get pregnant. But this is the game we're playing right now. Okay, listen to Cory Bush, who I want to be honest with you, man. I don't agree with the word Cory Bush says, but few people have done more in life with less. This is one of the dumbest human beings who's ever lived, a complete, utter lack of self-awareness, nothing to do with a race or her gender. Don't ever forget Cori Bush. This is the woman who once called to defund the police, 
got caught in the aftermath spending $210,000 on private police to protect her while she wanted you to have no police. Let's start there. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now for me to, to allow that. So if I end up spending 200000 if I spend 10, 10, 10 more dollars on it, you know what? I get to be here to do the work. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Suck it up. Defund the police has to happen because we're trying to save lives. You know, the guys that protect you from the bad guys. Okay, we're going to get rid of them because it's going to save lives. You're not telling me the truth. Not even kind of. Okay, but this is who you're. This is a stupid person who, again, like a lot of elected officials, is creating a world for you that's entirely differently than the world they live in. It's easy to say things like defund the police if you got a security detail. It's easy to say things like we should lock down forever. If you're living in a mansion in Martha's Vineyard. okay. but in this instance, Cori Bush, back to the same level of stupidity, wants you to believe this is about controlling women as if women don't have the free will again to a be on birth control, b use condoms, c use an IUD, d if in fact it's an instance of rape, get the morning after pill. E, if in fact it was consensual sex, but you didn't use protection, get the morning after pill. The point is you got a lot of options that don't involve killing a baby. And that being said, if Roe gets repealed, abortion is not going away. Blue states will probably still have it. But you understand where it's not enough for them to get what they want. They need to destroy anyone who dares agrees with them. Here is Cori Bush trying this whole it's the handmaid's tale. We're controlling woman argument. It's clip 20. There's a reason why we don't see sperm regulation legislation. (laughs) There's a reason why Mm. we don't see mandated vasectomies. You know, the very idea that we would take away men's bodily autonomy, it's outrageous, like it's unfathomable. You know, but truthfully, sperm are busy. It's busy. Who's regulating that? Who's saying something about it? I didn't see the senator say anything about that. Where is that legislation? And and there will never be that. Um, especially if it's up to them, because they don't see that as something that's needed because it's about control and it's not about children. What would you do with a brain if you had one? Uh, guys, just so we're clear, the reason they don't have something called um, sperm regulation, first and foremost, uh, is because we have the option of condoms to stop us from getting a woman pregnant, uh, also because we're not the bodies that actually get pregnant. Okay, these regulations, and again, this is not a regulation on women. This is not about controlling women. Again, women have a lot of choice here that doesn't involve getting pregnant and killing a baby. Okay, and understand, women have been aborting babies for 50 years, a lot of which are good women who mean well, who love children, whose hearts are genuinely in the right place, who didn't even necessarily know at the time the science that is now at our disposal, and had this sold to them as this is your body, this is your convenience, this is your career, that's fine. You're not my enemy. There's nobody listening right now. Okay, if you, you know, you had an abortion, you did something, I don't, I don't care. You're a human being. You know how many terrible things I've done? Oh, God. They, they gave me a 10-hour show a day. I could list all of them by the end of year five. I'm like the worst person I know. Okay, I clean up nice. I got a wife and a kid now. I have other people to live for, so I'm a responsible, decent human being. <laughs> a responsible, decent human being. Wrong. All right, anyway. But when she says this, do you understand? Again, and you have to understand this. She is framing a narrative. They want to control women. That's not what we're debating here. 
Okay, we're not debating that. Women have control. Women can choose not to have sex. Women can choose to get birth control. Women can get an IUD. Women can ask a man to wear a condom. Women can still get the morning after pill. If women are raped, they can A, get the morning after pill. B, if we're in an instance of rape or incest, a woman actually can get an abortion. And I got to be honest with you. You can argue with me on that. I'm listen, I'm not the guy who's when we're really talking about women's bodies and stuff like that. In a best case scenario, they don't have to carry a baby. You know, that was the end result of a rape. Come on, man. Like, I'm with them on that. And, you know, if that upsets the pro-life crowd, I know you'd like to see them adopt. It's you have to concede it's still a very big ask, a very big ask, you know. But what's going on here is the biggest ask of all, which is to actually take the Democrats seriously, which is very hard to do. When you're right, you're right, and you're right. You're listening to the show that Standard & Poor describes as Standard & Poor. I would say he's incompetent, but I don't want to do that because that's not nice. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Wrapping up a spirited hour. Uh, the next one, i got to be honest, man. Kennedy. Kennedy's in the house. Uh, Daniel Turner, executive director of Power the Future. Uh, we're double dipping. I, I like to have, you know, as much you and me time as possible. I kind of keep the guests to a minimum on the show. We got a lot of talking to do. So we're going to get into more of your calls at the tippy top of the next hour. And uh, I am going to give you a little bit of Biden's speech yesterday in Chicago where he blamed everything but Joe Biden. That was embarrassing. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are fired up in this hour of Fox Across America. We're going to be talking to Kennedy, the host of Kennedy on the Fox Business Network, a show I will be appearing on this evening. Uh, Daniel Turner is also going to be here, uh, the executive director of Power the Future. And uh, we're going to be getting into a grown-up talk about Joe Biden passing the buck in a big speech yesterday about the economy, about inflation, saying it's all Republicans' fault. You were lying your ass off. Really is. And uh, he didn't just lie about the economy. Uh, He had a lot to say about abortion and women's rights. So we're going to continue a discussion we're having in the previous hour at 888-788-9910. Batting leadoff, the tippy top of the hour. This guy's got a lot of pull. Tom is in the Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. Yo, Tom. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing, buddy? My man. Better now. I'm, I'm overdressed for radio because I was just on TV, so I got a lot of makeup on and stuff. I don't want you to think I'm trying too hard in our friendship. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. I'm just waiting for you to get here so I can watch that coming show, comedy show and buy me a beer, buddy. Oh, we're doing it, man. I, I, now, can I hold you to buying me one beer, or are you like everybody else who says they're buying me one beer and I wind up drinking 32? No, I, I'm a, I'm a one-and-done guy. Right, I, I have to drive home. I respect that. We need more of you because I don't have any fans who observe that. <laughs> I'm just so far. I have, I have yet to find that fan in any of the 20 cities we've been to. But uh, take it away. I know you're following this abortion debate. The science has really changed, man. And it's like what we knew in 73 and what we know now, a little bit different, no? What, what science has changed? I mean, you, you either kill the baby or you don't. Yep. Well, I'll give you that. I mean, I just mean okay. I just mean beyond like 15 weeks and stuff like that. Like it's it's indisputable that we definitely know more. And I agree with, you know, back to your original point. Take it away. OK, so here's the thing I told you, Stina. Um, if you have a woman 
female gender, born that way by God, going to an abortion clinic because she's pregnant, she ends up in an automobile accident or something of that effect, and the baby dies. Now then, the person that hit them, it's involuntary manslaughter. Mm -hmm. It's just one step shy of murder. And why? Because she's already going to the abortion clinic anyway. Why is it there? Is that not double standard? Yeah. I mean, I get what you're saying. In the criminal code, the baby is considered life. So, yes. Again, there is a very big incongruity here between the law and what we know. But continue. And so if if they're in statute, it says it's a life, then why isn't the same statute when they abort a baby? A heartbeat is a heartbeat is a heartbeat, mm-hmm. period. Listen. And there's different criteria that take it to whether or not that is a, uh, a human being. And you can go to different places. And I'll, and next time I call in, I'll have this information because I was just thinking about it. Uh, it's what constitutes a living being. Mm-hmm. You have to feed it. You have to nourish it. You have to take care of it. You have to protect it. There's certain stat. There's certain things that have to happen, and an unborn baby is taken care of, protected, fed by its mother. Yep. And I, I listen. So, you, no, you're, you're you're on the case. And the point is, when this goes back to the states, these conversations will be had. People will vote. That's why the Democrats are so mad. They don't want to fight for this because they don't want to fight for anything. I mean, they'll fight like they'll get out in the streets and burn stuff down, but they don't actually want to engage on issues. I mean, that's the one takeaway from every one of these conflicts we get into. Um, they're flat out lazy. Obviously, you know, murdering babies and infanticide. Yes, I, I, that's a thing. If late term abortion, there's no argument. That's infanticide. OK, and if you want to argue that anything after heartbeat is murder, I, I'm listening to you. But what they're doing is not even having that conversation. They're just telling you you're here to control women. It's the handmaid's tale and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, the right. fact the fact that you get it is appreciated. Um, but I think, here's, you know, go ahead. Here's the last thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be quiet. Um, I'm in the service industry. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times people have not let me in their house to fix what I need to fix mm-hmm. because uh, I'm not fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I'm O positive. I've had COVID. I'm over it. I'm done. My immune system, I'm like a stinking horse. You know, I'm like the Energizer battery. I take a look and keep on ticking the last time at But you know where I'm getting with this. It's, no, listen, I get it. It's madness. Uh, there is yeah. a, there, the, the, where we are really quick, because I don't want to lose you because we have an early guest in this hour is we are at a place now where we're just literally, you know, debating people's emotions. It's like, how does this make you feel? How does this make you feel? We're not like the facts don't even matter. It's just, there's never been a dumber time to be alive. So like you get it. I mean, you do you do get it. And I think more people are getting it. And that's why they're starting to lose like key constituencies like black voters and Latino voters are like, wait, hold on a second here. You know, the Democrats have just been calling everyone else racist for 50 years. We have nothing to show for all of these racism allegations. And and emotions, you know, and placating to emotions is just not it's no longer a viable strategy. Like Biden doesn't know that. That's why he's out there yelling MAGA and ultra MAGA, MAGA king. Uh, but it's not working. His poll numbers aren't moving. Um, yo, listen, great call. We'll finish it next time because I got to go to an early break. OK, brother. Hey, buddy. Be well, Tom. There he goes. Uh, he's telling you the truth. And I just want to get this Biden clip in really quick because Daniel Turner's coming up. He's the executive director of Power of the Future. 
And, uh, you know, Biden was telling you what? Oh, it's Ukraine. It's the pandemic. It's ultra MAGA. That's the problem. He just keeps yelling, you know, MAGA like these are Gatorade flavors, you know, ultra MAGA, extreme MAGA, MAGA sport, Arctic blast MAGA. I can't believe it's not MAGA. It's stupid. Okay, but that's what he's doing, trying to rile up people that will be riled up, you know, a small percentage of their base. The 33 percent of Americans that approve of him, they do respond to the word MAGA. You can yell it over and over and over again. But when he tells you all these shortages are due to Ukraine, here's the former CEO of McDonald's flat out telling you what the shortages are really attributable to. Clip 15. The shortages we have in the United States have nothing to do with Ukraine in that war. Uh, you talk about his executive orders when he first became president, when he shut down the oil and gas industry exploration uh, because of the new Green Deal. People don't have any understanding generally of how important oil and gas production is to farming. You know, diesel fuel, red diesel fuel, doesn't have any federal highway tax that's associated with it, but it's almost up $2 a gallon. Uh, this is all in Biden's lap, and he can't pass it off to anyone else. I mean, really think about that. Okay, that's the guy who runs McDonald's. They do a lot of distribution work, shipping meat all over the country, stuff of that magnitude. Yo, again and again and again, it's the fuel prices. It's the fuel prices that drive inflation. Is Biden doing anything about fuel prices? The answer would be no. Not even a little. Okay, they just today announced that they are suspending leases to drill in Alaska. They are, no, no, you can't drill in Alaska as the fuel price is spiking right now. Okay, you've got an out-of-control... I mean, this is at the pump. You understand it's crushing regular people in two different ways because it's making your gas cost more, but it's making your goods cost exponentially more. So it's a double whammy for anybody out there trying to get by. And all Biden's out there doing is yelling, MAGA! You don't understand the MAGAs. They're so bad. Trump, MAGA, help. Somebody vote for me, MAGA. January 6th. MAGA. Yo, people really could, you know, pay attention to this stuff, political infighting, just trolling the other side, just hating the other side for sport. That was what we did for four or five years. But Biden doesn't get it. When you run the country into the ground, if people can't afford to pay their bills, they can't afford to pay attention to your performative garbage. That's why, you know, you can yell MAGA all you, all you want, Joe Biden. MAGA, MAGA, uh, you know, MAGA ice, MAGA light, <laughs> Mike's hard MAGA. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. Uh, but the truth is, nobody cares. Nobody cares, Joe Biden. You know, the buck, as he said, oh, the buck stops here. Okay, it's now the buck 40 that stops here because inflation is through the roof and you're not doing a damn thing to help anybody. And I'm out here in the real world and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. The critics have spoken. You snotty little bastard. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Missy Elliott. Get your freak on right now. It's getting frisky. It's thirsty Thursday throwback. There's so many memes for Thursday. 
It's th- Thursday has become the MAGA of days. We've got ultra MAGA, extreme MAGA sport, MAGA ice, MAGA light. Uh, joining us now is a man. I don't know that he's bought any of these products. I don't know that he's buying anything Joe Biden is selling, uh, but he's always a joy to have on the show. He is the executive director of Power the Future. Daniel Turner's back. Yo, man. I am ready to get my freak on with Jimmy and Missy Elliott. Let's go. <laughs> I wish we had Missy Elliott on the show. Missy Elliott would tell you the truth about what's driving inflation and gas prices. It's funny because before I had you on, I just played a clip from a former McDonald's CEO who flat out said you can't blame Ukraine. It's the fuel prices, and they've been escalating for 14 months. But is Biden like, I don't know, you saw that speech yesterday. Is he just down to the, 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 you remember we used to play the name game, Anna Anna Bobana? Are we just down to the blame (laughs) game? Russia, Russia, Bobusha. Is that what we're doing now? Exactly. He's he's up to he's up to the R's. You know, but Putin is the perfect foil, right? I mean, uh he he himself is just a very bad person, right? Mm-hmm. Um we have in our DNA, probably since Rocky Four, we have an intrinsic dislike for Russia, right? I mean like mm-hmm. America just doesn't like Russia. Mm-hmm. So Putin is the perfect person to blame for everything. Um, and, and how great is it then that you could just excuse your own policies, your own – I won't say incompetence because this is very deliberate, but you can excuse your own policies uh, for what's experience, what we're experiencing because you got Putin to blame it on. And so if it's not Putin's fault, it's Trump's fault. And if it's not their fault, it's the unvaccinated's fault, I guess, next. <laughs> well, there's a, it's the white supremacy. There's a, it's really is. When they get to the W's, it's going to get interesting. you got white people. you got white supremacists. It's crazy. Uh, but this is their problem, and I, I, I'm, I'm amazed by this, okay? As you know, I know, if you're an elected official and people have monstrous problems. These are not like, you know, we're not like Republicans slandering a Democratic president. If a dude's full, you know polling at 33%, you're not getting there because Republicans Republicans are the only ones mad at you. You know what I'm saying? You're getting there because everybody's getting screwed. And if their problems don't go away, you go away. But he doesn't seem to know this. So what I'm trying to figure out, we're just spitballing politics here, is like, what is the next move? Like the SCOTUS leak didn't save them because Republicans are just as fired up to vote, according to the polling now, as Democrats are. Uh, Obviously, yelling ultra MAGA, we know that's not going to save them. It's a dead end play. Am I, I guess what I'm asking you is, am I a month away from having to wear a mask in public? Look again. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, over the weekend, the White House put out press release said that they anticipate 100 million infections by November from the newest variant. Um, and so, absolutely, I, we already there are already many multi, multiple municipalities that are already talking about bringing back mandates. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if this is the next step, right? It's the easiest way to silence people. Uh, you know, you just cover their mouths quite literally. And then if people push back, you tell them, so you want people to die, right? You just, you just accuse them of, of, of these awful, uh, 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 intentions. And so, yeah, you're right. The, the, the SCOTUS leak didn't help, uh, climate change. We're all going to die is not working, um. Right. So there's a lot of things that we should be afraid of. None of them seem to fix the fact that you can't find baby formula for your kids. Uh, none of them seem to fix the fact that you're paying five twenty five at the pump and it's not going away anytime soon. Yeah, I was just going to say that if they really cared, they'd, they'd make us wear a mask over our eyes at the pump. You know, you just swipe your card. You don't have to actually see what's happening because it's grim, man. It's grim. And, you know, this is the thing that, you know, he's not speaking to. And, you know, this is an energy guy. People are paying double in the sense that they're paying more for gas 
which is also why they're paying more for goods. So in theory, you know, you can tack every every uh, in price increase in this country onto the price of gas that you're paying. So we're not even paying five thirty five a gallon. We're paying like six twenty five when you add on the meat prices, the egg prices, and the milk prices. Yeah, absolutely. And look, this is where the adults have to enter the, the, the conversation. You know, in an ideal world, things would work different. But that world, you know, that it's the world of the poli sci. Uh, uh, conference, right, or the, or the, or the political science uh, lecture in college, right, where we envision this world that everything runs on renewable energy and it's free and it doesn't cost anything. But that world doesn't exist. No, Biden thinks he can create it, but that's just an absolute lie. He can create it. In the real world, everything that we eat, that is manufactured, that is produced, uh, requires energy. And if we start making energy expensive, and Biden has been making it expensive since day one, all of those goods are going to become expensive, right? Every piece of farm equipment runs on diesel. Diesel is the most expensive it, it has ever been. Yeah. The farmer's not going to absorb those costs. He's going to pass it on when he harvests his corn to feed it to the pig, to transport the pig to the butcher, to transport the meat to your grocery store, all of those things. And then the packing material, right? The little styrofoam case is more expensive. The plastic around it is more expensive. The packing label is more expensive. Your trip to the grocery store to buy those pork chops is more expensive. All that just gets added on, added on, added on to the end user who is the consumer. And so you raise a great point to say, like, well, we're just going to have renewables. We're going to have this world that exists in my mind. You know what it's like? It's like in politics when people say, oh, I don't like this politician. He's not as great as it should be. Well, that person doesn't live anywhere but in your mind, right? It's like the single lady who's at home with her cats saying, well, that's not as good as the boyfriend I imagine. Well, you know what, lady? That boyfriend doesn't exist anywhere, and that's why you're stuck with cats, and we're stuck with Joe Biden. <laughs> Joe Biden, the house cat of presidents. Uh <laughs> Clearly an indoor cat. They don't let that guy out. He doesn't get out a lot. They no. let him out. He rambles. He'd get lost. He'd be the only cat that would fall down the stairs. <laughs> now, we got, now we got missing cat posters all over the trees on the White House lawn. It's not good. Uh, Daniel Turner's on the line if you're just joining us. He's taking time out from his busy schedule of protesting in front of SCOTUS Justice's homes. Um, is that not the stupidest thing you've ever seen? Just, Wearing you know. my red robes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know what? Whoever makes those red hand, handmade tails costumes uh-huh. was very smart to make them in many sizes because I <laughs> see some extra, extra larges out there. Oh, man. I see all. I, I am convinced some of those people are dudes, quite frankly. I think some of them are feds who are wearing the, you know, uh, yeah. like, like it's a MAGA protest. Yeah. There are a couple of those handmaids. I'm like, wow, you, you, you're, a, you're a large person right there. But there <laughs> they are covering their face, covering their eyes, cover, walking around solemnly in circles. You know, <laughs> uh, if you have the luxury that you can spend all day wearing a costume and cosplaying, uh-huh. then, then, that's, then, then America deserves to crumble, right? I, I mean, uh-huh. we, need, we need people to work. You know, it's funny because I saw I was Tucker said something last night in his A block. He was talking about, you know, how, you know, with all the problems in this country, we're sending all this money to Ukraine. And he's like, it really is like late stage empire stuff. And it really like it chilled me, dude, because there's so much of that going on right now. We only have a minute. It's a weird way to wrap a conversation. But I was like, I was ready to, like, build a bunker and invite you over. Like, you'd be a good hang in the bunker, Turner. That's the best thing I can say about you. (laughs) 
I will be good for the end times because I I know how to I know how to process all my own meat and I know how to grow food. And so Thank yeah, you. whatever if we, if we ever get to those those periods, I'll be on a good team. I can get a lot of stuff done. All right. But it's terrible that we see the end times coming, right? It's terrible <laughs> that Biden says, "Yep, inflation, yep, food prices, yep, food shortages." And then he goes away to Delaware for the weekend. Where is the strategy to fix things, Jimmy? Uh, I don't know, but I'll think it over when I get to the bunker. Daniel Turner, you're the best. Uh, We'll do it again soon, brother. I do love talking to him. Kennedy's next when we come back on Fox Across America. Reality with a bit of insanity. It's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. The band is sounding fired up because they are. Joining us now on the show, not only is she the best host, the most talented host in all the cable news, uh, she is also the reason I'm banned from taxis in Washington, D.C. Kennedy's back. Hey, girl. We are. Oh, we are the children. What people need to know is we were not only singing We Are the World in a Taxi the Friday night before the White House Correspondents' Dinner, but we were aggressively singing the Springsteen part. And we both think Springsteen is an over, you know, overrated slob. But uh, hearing other people sing Springsteen is, is really an atrocity. Yeah, it's, it must have been a dream come true. But that we wouldn't have done that in an Uber because we would have been worried about our ratings, but uh, I think it's fair game in a taxi, man. If you're still driving a taxi, yep, no one cares about their behavior. No, 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 no. But but the only way I'm going to be back in a taxi now is if I get my license back, unfortunately, which is probably not an option. Uh, after That's not going to happen. After, after that hijinks. Uh, let me ask you a quick question. Did you see, because I just thought it was so funny, and it isn't getting a lot of coverage. Did you see that people actually showed up to protest at Pelosi's house? Oh, God. Enough of the protests at people's houses. It doesn't do anything. (laughs) It it makes you feel like you're doing something, so you can post something on social media. It's my favorite. It's so stupid and lazy and just dumb. Mm Mm-hmm. But, God. Uh, yeah, it's uh, no. We're we're living in the the dumbest times I've ever been to be alive. But like the jokes on them. Did dem- she did she invite them in for ice cream from her twenty five thousand dollar refrigerator? <laughs> no, you know that's the joke. Is they're outside her house. She's not looking out the window. The market's down four hundred points. She's buying the dip, girlfriend. She's out there making money. Oh yes, yeah, she is. You know, <laughs> she's yeah. looking out at your protesters. She's investing. She's making money. She's getting paid. Uh, but it's just oh, a- she's got the Rudy Tooty fresh and fruity deal with her broker right now. She's uh, <laughs> she's doing just fine. <laughs> Oh, we're talking to Kennedy, and I'm just laughing. It's a coping mechanism if you're listening to the show for the first time. It's just kind of how we survive. It's just it's what we do. It's what we do. Uh, but but I have to tell you, like, this idea, because there's just, just a lot to get into today. There just is. I mean, there's so much for us to get into that we're also going to get into it on your show tonight. Oh, fantastic. I can't wait. And finally, the party panel is going to be in person. We've been doing that like once a week. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be a good one. And that's that menu, Olivia Rondo. It's, uh, I'm really excited about this. No, no, it's a win. It's a win for the American people. And I think everyone would agree. It's a, it's a much-needed win for the American people. But did you guys get into this last night? Because I didn't, I didn't see your show, obviously. I have you blocked. But, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could do that on a DVR. <laughs> I haven't. No, no. Jenny's been given very strict orders. I don't want that stuff on. 
on there. Uh, you know, we need quality, like, highbrow stuff. You want to give me, like, a toddler's in tiaras, fine. You know, my 600-pound <laughs> life. None of that Kennedy stuff, you know, Jenny. Come on now. Uh, but I, I'm sure you got into this as a, as a fiscally responsible libertarian. Does it not seem like sending $40 billion to Ukraine is a little much, given the issues here? Yeah, I talked to Thomas Massey, one of the oh, 57 Congress yeah. people who, who voted against it because there's no accountability. There's no oversight. Uh, all it is is an investment in war. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's crazy. And it's, Go ahead. Yeah, it's, it's, and there's nothing in that money that guarantees that Ukrainians are going to live mm-hmm. or that there's going to be peace. So, yeah, no, I have a hard time with it. Morally, fiscally, I, I think it's incredibly irresponsible. And, you know, these feel-good massive expenditures are going to bankrupt our country. Yes. No, no. And that's the thing that's driving me crazy is it's not like we're even spending money we have. This is money we don't have. Uh, But the issue I really have with it for real is if Biden's going to get out there with a straight face and tell you every day that it's, you know, Ukraine is the reason for the season and that's why inflation is so high, shouldn't we be making a bigger effort to end the war than to prolong it? That's probably the best, most salient salient point I've heard, Jim. Absolutely right. That's the problem here. Kennedy's on the phone. We're paying each other compliments. This is rare. I'm on the phone! (laughs) I'm trying to use the phone! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's really funny. This is for you. Oh, peewee. I think the Buxtons, I think the Buxtons stole our economy. It's starting to make more sense now. Hey, um, you know, you... I, and this is this is a I wouldn't say it's an embarrassing confession, but it, it is a confession. When I was in eighth grade, I uh, I got a flat top so I could look like peewee. <laughs> well, you don't want to know what I did in the movie theater so I could look like peewee. So if it makes you feel any better. <laughs> it's a, it's a... Naughty nurses. <laughs> It's a, it's a long season. Nobody goes undefeated. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a long season. Um, we, played the, we played the teams on the schedule, Jim. <laughs> we had, uh, for everybody listening, Kennedy and I had a funny talk on the way back from uh, the White House Correspondents' Dinner about how my stunted intellectual ability and in that I can only socialize in sports cliches. So a lot of people who meet me for the first time are very confused when they say, like, they're going to get a drink, and I'm like, a walk's as good as a hit, you know, because it yeah, doesn't— <laughs> Chicks dig the long ball. You know what I'm saying? It's uh, it's a flesh prison I live in, but uh, it's a fun prison. We have a very nice warden. He permits a lot. It's a very permissible warden. But um, we're laughing. Uh, let me ask you this though, because the baby formula thing. Okay, we we're kind of covered on the show, and I know there's a multitude of reasons why. But I, I feel like collectively as a country, the fact that there are people out there that actually can't get formula for babies, I feel like should be a bigger priority than it is. Oh, my God, it's horrible. So I was one of those – my friends jokingly called me La Leche League because I was a very, very big proponent of breastfeeding, mm-hmm. and I'm a super huge fan of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some women who either cannot or choose not to breastfeed, and sometimes it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So those people, like, their babies need to eat. Yeah. Uh, people who have preemies who can't breastfeed, people who have adopted, they need they need baby formula. It's, it's a big group of people, and there's, there's no alternative. Like, when we ran out of toilet paper, you can use paper towels. 
Yeah. Like you could you could use a lot of things. They weren't comfortable, <laughs> but we have alternatives. There really aren't alternatives to baby formula. And uh, I would be terrified to make my own because I would just be worried that I would be introducing something yeah. into my children that would that would, that would cause an allergic reaction. So yeah, that's a big. This concern. is crazy. It's it's like cr- they're spending so much time on the January sixth commission subpoenaing Kevin McCarthy. It's like find a solution. Yeah. No, there's 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 no solution. And baby. That's what we're living in. And for the record, I wouldn't want you making baby formula either because based on your drink-making experience, there's usually a little too much of one ingredient. <laughs> it's the guava puree. You're absolutely right, Jim. i got to throw that on the guava puree. Kennedy, Some Ken- people don't like the tropical fruit. <laughs> Kennedy, I don't know that Gerber uses Bacardi 151 in their formula. I have to question. It's light rum. It's light rum. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> does uh i'm just i'm dying we're talking to kennedy and it's all so true and uh it's it's the most mind-bogglingly stupid stupidest time dumbest time there's ever been to be alive uh it is it's all beyond parody even the whole like the so biden i'll get let's get to biden and i could just have a laugh is biden's given these weird speeches yesterday's in chicago he's just yelling about food shortages under Trump and people waiting in line for a box of food and they didn't care, which wasn't necessarily true, but who cares? We're not doing the Donald Trump radio defense hour over here. But does he really think, though, because this is the strategy now, it seems to be yelling various forms of MAGA is going to help people forget that they can't afford gas, feed their baby or walk down a safe street at night. Is that what we're down to now? Ultra MAGA, extreme MAGA, MAGA Arctic blast and stuff like that? Yeah, I don't understand this. It is not the summer of 2020. And I know um, some of our golden Americans, uh, time is relative and it feels like it goes by differently. Uh Or it feels like you're still in the same year, even though it's like 20 years later. (laughs) He, He, it's as though he's stumping and they let him out of the basement before they put a lid on it. And it's, it's, in his mind, it's like September of 2020. And it's like, bro, like, you can try all you want. Like, this is embarrassingly clumsy. Like, people are actually hurting. There is pain and panic. Mm-hmm. And blaming Donald Trump doesn't do anything to solve what's happening in the here and now. Like, yep. the right now is bad. Fix it. Yep. No, that's... But or that... get out of the way. That's, that's the other alternative. Get out of the way. Yeah. No, it's it'd be nice, but that's why we can't have nice things. It's a mess. And there's like it's really weird because what he's doing, you're right to say would have worked. It would have worked. Uh, but when people can't pay for goods, they can't afford to pay attention to gar you know, to all this stuff. Just little political trivial. When you can't afford to drive your kid to baseball practice mm-hmm. because gas is too expensive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when you're when you're cutting down trips because you simply cannot afford to put gas in your car and buying a brand new Tesla is a luxury you can't afford. Mm-hmm. Someone going, he's the king of the magas. It's like, <laughs> you are so bad. And it's funny that the most mild-mannered vanilla senator uh-huh. said, Rick Scott of Florida yeah. said to Joe Biden, you're on well. Resign. <laughs> he did. It was great. <laughs> And I think a lot of people would applaud Rick Scott were it not for who's waiting in the on-deck circle. 
Because here's a debate we have all the time. You know, we all joke and say, like, well, you know, Biden could literally be telling people he's Batman. You know, as long as Kamala is the vice president, they're not going to switch Batman out for Robin, you know. Um, But are we fast approaching that point? Because if you're really at the the crippling level of inflation we're at, uh, you know, we can get into crime and fentanyl poisonings and everything in between. Do you actually think there's a world? And you told me this at the beginning of the Biden term. You said it on the show. I'm sure you said it on your show that people don't ever let go of power. So they would finish this term no matter what type of mental position he was in. But do you think there is a world where things get so bad for the Democrats between now and 2024? They actually would try to 25th Amendment him just to get Kamala a head start, knowing she has no chance at election on the merits if she just shows up in 2024 and tries to run. I don't know, because you get rid of her and then you've got Nancy Pelosi. Like, it's actually better to, you know, keep a lid on grandpa, you know, keep the keep the <laughs> frog in the hot pot. And, <laughs> you know, open that Pandora's box and let the cackling pantsuit lead. Oh, man, she's been she's by the way, she's been AWOL. Like, we haven't seen her a lot lately. The only thing, the only good speech she's given mm-hmm was when she was screaming about how great abortion is. And when that's your strength, yeah. you're not good. No, no. And they're, they're, they're seriously like they're and they're losing that argument. You know, when you look at the poll bounce, it's actually it's actually slightly bigger for Republicans uh, after the SCOTUS draft league came out uh, than it is for Democrats. And I don't doubt that it's a priority for them. and They're going to get to the polls. But, you know, he's polling at 31 percent with independence and abortion doesn't bump that up. Ooh. I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Because they try to attribute this to like, oh, like Fox News is mad at Biden. So he's polling low. It's like, yo, it's got it's a lot more than Fox News. If you're at 31 percent with independence, it means everyone thinks you suck. Yeah. You're doing something very, 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 very wrong. And the Wall Street Journal yesterday had uh, an op-ed about how Joe Biden should be President Costanza and do the opposite of everything he's been doing. <laughs> That's actually funny. We need, you know, what's funny. It's kind of true already because, you know, how when they portrayed George Costanza in Seinfeld, he was always talking to a George Steinbrenner that you couldn't see. You just see the back of his head. Yeah. I mean, that Steinbrenner is who's running the country right now. It's not even Biden. He just goes into the room and gets yelled at by like Ron Klain in a leather chair. Yeah. I told you not to call on the person from Newsweek, <laughs> Mr. President. If that's your name. (laughs) President Costanza. It all makes sense. And, uh, you know, to put it in Seinfeld lingo, Biden is a little bit of a close talker in his day before they put the shock collar on him. So he stopped sniffing hair. Yeah. Touching clavicles, little weirdo. So funny. Uh, It's a big night uh, on the Fox Business Network. Uh, But enough with Larry Kudlow's show. Uh, We're also going to be doing Kennedy as well. And uh, I'm excited. Hey, I'm excited. I will uh, see you out on the dance floor, girlfriend. I can't wait, Jim. You better wear something special. Oh, it's coming just for you. I'll see you. This is the prom we never had. I'll see you tonight. I'll have your uh, corsage ready to go. Yeah. (laughs) There she goes, the K-Train. There we go back after this. Oh, so good. It's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
having an adult conversation about all things America. Uh, talking about this inflation situation, uh, talking about the ongoing harassment of SCOTUS justices, something Kennedy spoke to earlier. Joining us now to follow up on her point, he is out in Carson City, Nevada. Tom is on the line. Yo, Tom. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Well, technically, just so you know, go ahead. Just so you know, I have an order of protection against most of Carson City after they roughed me up at that comedy club. (laughs) That was a heavy weekend, man. I went there. It was a good show. A lot of excitement. Thanks, you're, thanks, brother. Put on a good show. Hey, I'm trying over here. It was the show was fine. It was the it was the bar they handcuffed me to afterwards and kept pumping me full of beer. That was the issue. But uh, let's talk. I, I saw you. Yeah, I, let's. I know I you did. You're trying to pick that lock to get, get to get out of there. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not a I'm not a lawyer, so I can't stu- uh, <laughs> cite statutes and such. But let's say I'm in a biker gang uh-huh. uh, club, of course, uh-huh. and one of my members gets arrested for a federal crime, mm-hmm. I find out who the judge is and go to his house and uh, talk to him, mm-hmm. try to persuade him to change his mind. That's a federal crime, right? Yep. hundred percent. How come these people aren't being arrested? Because they're Democrats. My other point, mm-hmm. my other point, you might have seen this at the bar that night when you were in Carson. Mm-hmm. I walked up and ordered a gin sake. <laughs> the bartender said, what's that? It's gin. Campari, because it's bitter with bad taste. Splash of club soda because it's not sweet. <laughs> Did the bartender know what to make? Look, he asked me if I want to twist with it. I said, hell, I don't want to twist with gin sake. <laughs> You're on fire today. Are you at the Carson City Nugget this Friday through through Sunday? <laughs> not yet. All right. Not yet. Well, next time. Tom, I love talking to you. You make a lot of good points. There's a huge double standard in play. I will continue to build on this fine point. Uh, you keep up the good work. Let me know if you invent any new drinks, okay? All right, will do. Good stuff, brother. Uh, George is on the line really quick. He's down in Clearwater, St. Petersburg, Florida, a place I am lucky to have survived. Yo, George. Hey, Jimmy. I just had to give you a quick shout-out. We met after the show. I was at the Improv when you were there last Thursday. You killed it, man. It was great. We had a blast. And I just wanted to, again, thank you for an awesome time. It was a cool meet-and-greet afterwards. And just let everybody know that if you're in their town, they should go check you out because we were nonstop laughing. It was great. Great yeah, show. George, you really – I say this, I joke around. I say, like, you should be my agent. Thanks for, like, looking out for me. But you should. My agents are just lazy. You know, they're just getting fat, <laughs> spending the money. They don't care. Like, people do need to know, and I thank you for saying that. Like, our crowd – like, the reason my shows are good is because the crowd is good. Like, everybody was great, weren't they? Yeah, it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. The guy who opened for you, I forgot his name, unfortunately, but he was very good, too. But yeah. but you totally killed it, totally oh. killed it. It was so much fun. I can't wait for you to come back. You have to come back and come back soon. <laughs> yeah, I'll be back once we can settle up my producer's bar tab at the Dollhouse. But that's another show. That's another story for another time. George, I love you for this. Be well. I'll see you back down in Florida. We're back after this. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting as we do every day from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Uh, A guy, a fella, a dude, a bro, who has never used taxpayer money to give away free crack pipes. 
to addicts across the country. What the hell did you just say? Here's a story that we're updating from way back in February. If you remember at the time, uh, the White House was passing out safe smoking kits, they were called. We had gone from just say no uh, to a White House plan of just say yes. What the hell is the world coming to? As a child of the 80s, I'm not sure. But if you remember at the time... When we started discussing the fact that these air quote safe smoking kits were going to be giving away free crack pipes, we were told by Jen Saki, oh, hell no. Ain't no crack pipe in there. Saki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. A lot of people feel that way. But lo and behold, now that the kits have gone out, what did they contain but crack pipes? Oh, This is a really, it's going to be a real chippy, silly hour. We got a lot to talk about. There's a freaking baby formula shortage right now. We're at a record high in fentanyl overdose deaths. The CDC just reported that earlier today. 107,000 people are dead because of the pure-grade fentanyl coming across our southern border. And let's be very clear, it is a border issue. 93% of the fentanyl confiscated in this country comes across the border. Okay, the rest of it gets what? confiscated somewhere else in the country after it's made it across the border. Bingo. This is a border issue. The dereliction of duty of policing our border is getting people killed. But at a time when we're already at record levels of overdose deaths, the government is giving away free crack pipes. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Now, let me read you the article first because this is fascinating. Okay. Jen Psaki back in February assured, assured that this, this story about this federal program Uh, It was first reported by the Washington Free Beacon. Okay, he said, you know, there were crack pipes in these safe smoking kits. Uh, HHS Secretary Javier Becerra, as Joe Biden famously once called him, Javier Baccaria. Do you remember that one when Biden's like, we got that guy over there, Baccaria? Biden's lost his marbles. No arguments here. Uh, But Javier Becerra, he had released a statement at the time saying no federal funding will be used directly or through the subsequent reimbursement of grantees to put pipes in safe smoking kits. You're alive. Former Vox journalist, air quotes there, Aaron Rupar, he jumped in tweeting furiously, it was a fly, it was false, it was nothing more than Fox News-fueled hysteria and total BS. The Daily Beast jumped in and said it was a false report in the Beacon, The Washington Post fact check concluded the claim was no, the Biden program wouldn't see crack pipes given addicts. Even the people at Snopes rated the claims by the Beacon, Town Hall, Fox News and concerned lawmakers mostly false before subsequently changing their rating to outdated. USA Today said the claim was debunked. So did CNN. So did PolitiFact, ladies and gentlemen. The media is a bunch of losers. Why are they a bunch of losers? Because, as I said, the kits have now been received. And crack pipes are distributed in safe smoking kits up and down the East Coast. This is an update now. This is the Beacon's publishing here. Raising questions about the Biden administration's assertion that its multi-million dollar harm reduction grant program wouldn't funnel taxpayer dollars to drug paraphernalia. The findings are the result of the Washington Free Beacon visits to five harm reduction organizations and calls to over two dozen more. In fact, every organization we visited, facilities in Boston, New York City, Washington, D.C., Baltimore, and Richmond, Virginia, they all 
included uh, crack pipes in the safe smoking kits. Okay, while the contents of safe smoking kits varied from one organization to another, and while those from some organizations may not contain crack pipes, all of the organizations, every one they visited, made crack pipes, as well as paraphernalia for the use of heroin, cocaine, and crystal methamphetamine readily available without requiring or offering rehabilitation services, suggesting that the pipes are included in many, if not most, of the kits distributed across the country. So understand, this is not safe smoking because we need to help these people get off drugs. This is safe smoking because we're just going to let them keep on doing them. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Okay, this was a $30 million grant program. And again, I have great respect for anybody struggling with addiction. Okay, I've had all kinds of issues myself, not really with substances, but I was a hell of a gambler uh, in my 20s and 30s. To this day, I'm still a big gambler. I eat chicken kebabs in Times Square. Talk about rolling the dice. Okay, but Jen Psaki was asked about this back in February, and here it is. Were they never a part of the kit, or were they removed in response to this reporting and this pushback? They were never a part of the kit. It was inaccurate reporting, and we wanted to put out information to make that clear. What is in the safe smoking kit? Uh, A safe smoking kit may contain alcohol swabs, lip balm, other materials to promote hygiene and reduce the transmission of diseases like HIV and hepatitis. I would note that what we're really talking about here is steps that we're taking as a federal government to address the opioid epidemic, which is killing uh, tens of thousands, if not more, Americans uh, every single day, week, month of the year. Uh, We put out this statement, though, because there was inaccurate information out there. Or I should say HHS put out this statement because there was inaccurate information out there. You're a bald-faced liar. A liar. No two ways about it. And again, what is she telling you? We put out the statement. Because there was inaccurate information out there. Oh, it was misinformation. Do you understand the people that are telling you they're here to fight misinformation are using that claim to spread misinformation? He knows what he's talking about. And that's all this was. Okay, there. The fact that there is a disinformation board, a ministry of truth being set up is being set up so they can lie. So they can censor, eliminate anything that doesn't help the narrative. Do you understand what she just said? That was inaccurate information. People were saying there's crack pipes in the kits. That's inaccurate information. Now we have reporting that literally every single one of these centers that has safe smoking kits has crack pipes in them. What does that mean? It means Jen Psaki was lying to your face. Now, I know that's not earth shattering. She lies every day. But understand where the priorities of this administration are. Understand what the priorities of Democrats are in theory. Okay, they like to hold people down. Why do they like to hold people down? They don't want people to quit doing drugs. She says, oh, we're combating the epidemic by, you know, encouraging them to do more drugs. Why? Because if the government's giving you crack pipes, the people giving you the crack pipe, the people giving you the drugs, the people giving you a place to do it uh, are ultimately going to be, I don't know, maybe people you'll even vote for someday. But I got to be honest with the White House about this one. Um, the, the last I checked, crackheads, uh, not the most reliable people in the world in terms of punctuality or showing up on time or checking the right box. I mean, I've driven a lot of them in my cab. I've hired a few to work on the show. Uh, we're making do. Uh, but no, honestly, be real. OK, crackheads. That's not a good thing. Like in the 80s, we had this huge billboard, iconic, on the Harlem River Drive up in Harlem. And it said crack is whack. 
And now we're basically changing the the the, the, the big uh, mural to say, what, crack is free? <laughs> Here you go. <sighs> Take a crack at crack. I don't know. I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm just like musing about how insane things have gotten. And you understand all of this is happening as like so much is going wrong in the country. Like the only thing I can surmise is they want people smoking crack because it's the only way you'd vote for these policies again. So if you're on crack, maybe it makes sense not to police a border. Maybe it makes sense not to fight inflation. Instead, just blame the previous administration who had nothing to do with it. Blame Vladimir Putin who had nothing to do with it. I don't know. Maybe that makes sense. Dude, we have a shortage of baby formula right now. Babies are starving. We're the wealthiest nation in the world. In the world. Okay, in the history of the world. And our babies are starving. While we send $40 billion to the other side of the world in the name of a democracy that isn't even a democracy. Welcome to the Biden administration, home to the new slogan, America last. It's bananas, okay? And understand, if you're trying to come into this country illegally, okay, with a child, guess what there's not a shortage of? Are you ready for this? Baby formula. Dan's on the line in San Diego. He'll tell you about it. Yo, Dan. Hey, hey, thanks for um, taking my call. Believe it. I've, I've got a new term for you. Uh-oh. You're kind of a smart guy. I'm going to call you a wise crack. <laughs> <laughs> More crack. Anyway, anyway they're um, t- documented by the Border Patrol pictures and movie, movie stills of formula being delivered to San Diego and uh, with uh, – what is that? Baby formula, pallets and pallets of it for mm-hmm. our illegal aliens. So there is no baby formula shortage. You just got to approach the border a different angle from the Mexico side into America. Is Not it- try to find it in America and go to Mexico. No, come from Mexico and to America. It is. It's yo. It's so crazy. To see a government, I know, but to see a government like so brazenly make their own citizens second class to make their own citizens like not the priority. It's 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 like aggressively stupid, you know, and I'm, I, I don't concede that I'm a smart guy, but I'm made to feel smarter because I get to t- discuss so much stupidity that we all sound smart discussing it because it's just such basic common sense stuff, man. But it's. Uh, man, baby formula. Did you ever think you'd see a world where you're living in America, babies don't have food, and it's it's not even like a top five priority? No, I I I I, I don't. And I, I'll give you a real quick quick story. Real take quick it, story. Take your time, man. My um the uh, during the um, Rodney King riots, I worked uh, as a youth pastor here in San Diego, and uh, a friend of mine worked in Compton. And he, I said, what do you guys need? He goes, we need baby formula. We need diapers. We need blankets, et cetera, for mm-hmm. moms, single moms that are sort of trapped when they had all the um, National Guards surrounding the, the communities. Mm-hmm. So within a couple of days, was able to take up two van loads of baby formula and stuff. Is that what we're, is that what we're approaching here in our own country? Uh, uh, but not just in a little community, but all communities now? Yeah. It's crazy. And when Biden says like, oh, you know, we're having a meeting, a meeting means we're not doing anything. 
It's we're, we're, we're creating the perception that we're working on it right now. Uh, it's, well, buddy, you make me crack up, uh, and I'm I'm, I'm going to let you go, and, and I thank you for taking the call, and uh, keep up the good work. All right, my man. We'll do it again soon. There he goes, the great Dan in San Diego, California. The nice thing about our show, something you'll never hear on any other radio show, is a caller actually letting us go. Usually on the radio shows, like, all right, there's your point. You got to go. I'll talk over you. I'll trample you. I'll come back. You have to understand, if you're out there, this is our show. I do not consider myself the omnipotent, get off my phone, you dope. You know, you're all just here hanging. Uh, it's very cool of Dan to let me go. I actually appreciated that because it makes me realize that you guys do accept the fact that you have some ownership in this program. I mean, am I giving you a cut of the money at the end of the week? The answer would be no. But to be fair, I'm paid in beer, so how much money do you want from me? Uh, 888-788-9910. I can top this stupidity. The sake lie about free crack and everything in between. I will top it. Okay, you know if it's like a game of horse in basketball, like you hit one shot, the other guy has to hit it, take a more difficult shot. This is going to be the next hour of radio. Those old Michael Jordan, Larry Bird commercials where they're playing horse for a Big Mac. Uh, It's a McDonald's commercial. Over the scoreboard. Off the rafter, through the retired jerseys, nothing but net. We're about to play some basketball. Uh, as they say, uh, it was uh, who was it? Uh, Curtis Blow saying they're playing basketball. I don't know that I'm going to rap, uh, but I do know we're going to hit some pretty impressive shots after this on the Big Bad One and Only Fox Across America. Taking the edge off, one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Viewable to you on the television tonight. I'll be on with Kennedy at 7 p.m. on the Fox Business Network. Going to be a banger. Uh, I'm fired up for that. I'm fired up right now because the phones are open. 888-788-9910. Sandy up in Sheridan, New York. Hey, girl. Yo, Sandy. Hey, Jimmy. I've been a fan of yours for a long time, and I love how far you've come to everybody's uh, home, radio, you know what I mean? So thank you so much. Oh, Sandy, this is a big deal for me. So, like, you were like, you you know how they say with bands – like, I saw them when they were just playing little clubs, and now, like, you guys heard of them when they were playing arenas, stuff like that. So, like, you were one of the people yes. who, who knew me when, but I just need you to understand you know me still. Like, nothing changes. It's all the same. I just have a, a lot more people watching this mess, and thank you for being one of them. Well, you're very welcome. So my, I often, you know, write down comments in my own head, but I am so done with – uh, Jen Psaki and everybody that stands in her circle, they're creating this and they're creating that. And my first thing is, like, on day one, Biden's administration, when he shut down the oil pipelines, why is anybody listening to him? Aren't these business people say, yeah, go take your board of disinformation and float on it somewhere out to sea? You know, and <laughs> seriously, like, we are... We were here way before they were. Yeah. So I just don't know why anybody even listens or takes them serious other than, you know, for a while there, well, for (laughs) for a while there, people took them, I don't know that they took them seriously, 
But most people who play along with what Biden says, it's just because they want to beat you. They want to beat anybody who voted differently than them. That's the biggest problem in our country is people want their party to win so badly now that they'll do it at the expense of the country suffering if that's what it takes. And that's what the Biden presidency is. They wanted to beat the Trump crowd so bad uh, that they changed a lot of election laws. A lot of silly stuff went on. They got a guy into office who just really shouldn't be there. I mean, in the cognitive state he's in. But getting past that, whoever is running the country, they're running it into the ground. But these people are happy because they're like, see, we beat Trump. But you don't have to like Trump to know that he was a better president than Biden, if you're being honest. Well, and the fact is, I mean, anything that's wrong, it goes back to Pelosi, it goes back to Schumer, it goes back to Harry Reid, and it goes back to Biden. These, those are the cronies who, oh my God, it was somebody else's fault. Somebody, you know, for for example, it was Trump's fault when he was a private citizen. No, yeah. no, he just kind of took everybody's input. He had his own direction. Trump was respected seriously around the world, in the business world. And it continued. And then you get somebody like, say, hmm, let's warm hell up a little bit. Let's get Biden in. It's just, you know, and now they're like not doing anything they can so America can feed their babies. I have two little grandchildren, Mm -hmm. and it hit a nerve to to hear this last week. And, you know... Yeah, the idea that we're living in America where there's a baby formula shortage, and and this isn't a bigger issue, it's an embarrassment, frankly. Um, But, you know, thankfully there are people like you speaking up, Sandy. How far far are you really quick from Utica, New York? Oh, it's a different area code. Uh, If you know Lake Erie, uh, Buffalo, New York, that's Uh me. Oh, okay. Good st- Good times. All right. So I got to get a gig up there so you can come hang out with me. Would you show up? Yeah. I, oh, I definitely would. Do it at Sunset Bay, Ooh. Irving, New York. You'll have a crowd like no tomorrow. They'll come in boats. And- hey, girl. Hey, uh, boats. You had me at boats. All right, Sandy. We'll work it out. I'll see you on the water. Good talk. We're back after this on Fox Across America. Oh, girl. It is Fox Across America. Your main man, Jimmy Fallon. Your radio buddy. Heading up to Utica Friday night, June the 3rd, Saturday night, June the 4th. All four of those shows are sold out. But if you're in the Utica area, you're listening on WYBX. We're going to be adding some type of a fifth event that tickets will be on sale for soon. Uh, I will announce it on the show So don't beat the club to death in the meantime, because I know they're getting besieged with phone calls. And personally, I'm flattered. That's amazing. Um, And I'm dying to meet everybody. And I will. Uh, And if you're listening in one of the other markets we're heading to, uh, stuff is in the works with VMT up in Vermont, uh, the Lake of the Ozarks. There's a lot going on right now. And, uh, you know, one thing you'll notice if you get out to one of these events is you are surrounded by really cool people. People, people who get it, people who just want to have a good time. That's what we're selling on the radio. You know, we're not selling, you know, right wing uh, allegiance or anything like that. We're just selling America, man. You could show up be a Democrat. I mean, if I make funny, I'm just going to make funny because you should be made fun of, meaning you did something silly in the crowd. I'm not there to like ostracize you and be like, look at this guy. Because I don't want to be that. It's not what I want the show to be, man. For whatever amount of time I'm lucky enough to do this job, I mean, I, I want you to understand it's the coolest job in the world. It's better than anything, it's better than a TV show. 
I do a lot of TV. I think it's cool. It's great. It's really fun. People watch you. They're like, hey, you know, that, that stuff. But this is great. You get to talk to people. Like, you actually talk, talk. You know, you're on TV four minutes, five minutes when you're doing a hit. You know, some of the shows like Gutfeld, you're on for an hour or outnumbered. I'm on again uh, at the end of the month for an hour. Uh, but most of the time, it's a quick hit. You don't really get to know people the way you can on the radio. And that's my favorite thing about what we've built is it's given me a chance to get to know all of you. Uh, and if you want to call in and be a pal, uh, the rest of the show today, uh, 888-788-9910. But right now, as advertised... I promised you a stampede of stupidity. I've got to play you some stuff from the old audio cut list that kind of just, man, jumped out at me. You know, there's no shortage of stupid anywhere you look today. But let's start here because we are the wealthiest nation in the world, worth pointing out. And right now, I want you to think about this. I mean, the good news is, I mean, and this matters, okay, you live in the wealthiest nation in the world. The bad news is we're out of baby formula. Not great. Uh, the woman taking over for Jen Psaki, Karine Jean-Pierre, and we do wish her the best of luck, uh, was asked who's in charge of the baby formula shortage. Answer not terribly inspiring. Here it is, clip five. This is an urgent issue that the FDA, as you all know, and the White House is working 24-7 to address. Wait, who's yeah. running point on, the, on the, the formula issue at the White House? You mentioned the White House is involved. I, I, at the White House, I don't, I, I don't know. I can find out for you and get you a person who's running point, um, but I, I don't have a, a person in it. You gotta do better than that. Yo. Don't I mean, just don't answer the question. <laughs> Yo, I am not. I have no formal media training. If you listen to the show, it's pretty obvious. But even I know who's in charge. Who's in charge of running point for this baby formula shortage? Her straight answer. Her straight answer is I don't know. What an idiot. And then she laughs. <laughs> the White House. I don't know. Your babies are starving. I don't know who's in charge. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I mean, yo, you never, 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 never exclude the fact that we could be governed or we are governed by idiots. Ben Dominic says that when he's on the show. He's like, never discount the fact that we could be governed by idiots. We are governed by idiots and clowns. <laughs> I don't know who's in charge. Interesting. But that's got to make a mom feel better. You're out there trying to figure out where we're going to get baby formula from. I mean, probably the easiest way for you to get it right now would be to, describe, to disguise your child as a migrant entering the country illegally. You'll have a case of formula by the end of the hour, according to the reports we're getting from the border. Uh, but, man, you think about the times we're living in and how America and the people who live in America, they really don't matter. Because the strategy in Washington right now is you can't – I don't know, man. Like I don't want to put this in any – you know, like I don't like – I don't call people names. I don't say like someone's a racist. I don't say like, you know, because I don't know what's in their heart. I'll never take someone's one quote and call for them to get fired. You know, that's a thing that went on in our society. Oh, someone made a joke. I don't know him. I don't know his family. I don't know what kind of good he does in the community. But Twitter wants him fired, so let's feed the beast and call for his firing. It was a really reckless sociopathic ritual we got engaged in on social media over the course of the last five or six years when it came to the thing we, we, we now call cancel culture. Thankfully, there's not as much of it anymore because people just outgrew it. We're exhausted. 
Who wants to live in a world where you have to vet every word that comes out of your mouth? You have to employ a full-time law firm in your head before you open your mouth. It's exhausting. I don't want to live in that world. We're all working an unpaid law job on the side so we can talk publicly. It's exhausting. People kind of outgrew it. But it's a lot of, you know, what went on. But that being said, I was never a part of it, nor will I be a part of it. I don't just tell you, like, oh, the Democrats hate babies or something stupid like they would say if you didn't agree with their point. But there's no way you can tell me that it's not at least strategic that Americans are coming second in every way, shape or form. And I don't know if it's because they're trying to placate minority voters, which is dumb, because people who come to this country legally hate what Biden's doing to the border right now. That's why he's losing uh, double digit support in the Latino community because the border's wide open. We've got a record level of overdose deaths. People who came here to be American, to pay taxes and buy into the system and be a part of our way of life, don't like the idea that people are cutting a line they waited in. It's no differently than student loan forgiveness. I mean, when you really think about that, they try to sell that to you as an issue of race. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. 100%. But understand, there are people of all races that did this right, paid their bills, worked extra jobs, saved up money, didn't take extra vacations. And now you're just going to tell me with a straight face, with a straight face that, oh, well, nothing for them. But, you know, what about these other people who took out loans? It's time that the people who didn't take out the loans step up and start paying for the people who did. Just hold on to your pocketbook. They just put a lien on your money, your savings, and your retirement. I mean, I'm going to play you an Elizabeth Warren clip. I'll play you two. Elizabeth Warren's not the best with math. Her abortion rights bill gets nuked yesterday, 51 to 49. She gets outvoted and says she's tired. She's tired of the minority having too much power. You can't handle the truth. And we say that. Why? Because this was not a minority vote winning the day. This was the majority vote taking down the bill. So let's start there uh, because this is some very curious and bad math by Elizabeth Warren. Not the worst math we've ever seen from Elizabeth Warren. Uh, She once added up her score on 23andMe in a way that convinced her that she was, in fact, a Native American. She, I am, by definition, more Native American than Elizabeth Warren, just based on the amount of time I've spent gambling in Native American casinos. <laughs> she was w- literally one one-thousandth of Native American. Okay? That's like saying because you, you owned a copy of Let It Be on cassette, you were a member of the Beatles. Ah, oh, it was not. It was the fifth Beatle. I mean, Stupid. But we know why she did it. She was gaming the system for political gain, uh, you know, to get into increase her chances of getting into school. But understand this, man. That's the joke of America right now. They want to tell you it's oppressive. We're holding back minorities. People are faking minority status to increase their chances of getting jobs and getting into school. If it's more advantageous to say you're a minority on your application then we're clearly not holding back the minorities. I think he's got a point. Nah, but that's not a point anybody else makes. But here's Elizabeth Warren doing some bad math It's on Roe v. Wade. It's clip 19. I believe in democracy. Hmm. And I don't believe that the minority should have the ability to block things that the majority want to do. That's not the Constitution. What we're talking about right now 
are the individual rights and liberties of half the population of the United States of America. I think that's enough to say it's time to get rid of the filibuster. We need to protect voting rights. We need to protect women's rights. And understand this, Mitch McConnell has made clear they're coming after everybody. So we need to do this, get it on the board. That was absolutely dreadful. She's so hard to listen to. Oh, just such a patently loathsome and unlikable human being. Mitch McConnell has made it clear that they're going after everybody. You were lying your ass off. That's what they're trying to do. This is all about galvanizing support. Do you understand? No, no, it's not just abortion. It's gay marriage. It's interracial marriage. It's interracial schools. You know, it's integrated schools. No, no, that's all going down if abortion goes down. Never mind that the SCOTUS draft leak that they're reacting to implicitly states that this ruling doesn't affect previous rulings on those issues. She's just out there lying. You know what the biggest lie was? The fact that she said with a straight face, I believe in democracy. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. And why is that a lie? Because ending Roe versus Wade makes this a play for democracy. It goes back to each individual state, and here's the thing. They all vote on it. So you believe in democracy giving people a voice. Roe v. Wade in its original inception didn't give people a voice. It was nine judges deciding what every single state in the country would do. That's not democracy. That's the antithesis of democracy. And somewhere in the back of her head she has to know that. But, you know, she's out here pretending with a straight face. You're all under attack and there's too much minority power. But understand, this was not the minority. Democrats voted against this bill. Okay, the bill lost 51 to 49. A minority would be 49 people voted no, 51 people voted yes, and she still couldn't get it done. Okay, but understand, when she says something like, ah, the filibuster, we got to get rid of the filibuster. Understand that when the Democrats tell you the filibuster is a racist relic of the Jim Crow past, the Democrats, the Democrats, the Democrats have used the filibuster over 200 times in the past five years. Oh, wow. So was it was it racist then? Like, how did it change? Like, what, what about it made it not racist for 200 times? And understand, Tim Scott was on this show, South Carolina senator, greatest dude. First black American to serve in both houses of Congress. In the summer of 2020, when we were just burning cities for sport because people like free Nikes, we were pretending it was about racial justice and George Floyd and police reform. Tim Scott, a black American, a historically black American, and that he was the first black man to serve in both houses of Congress, he put forth a bill on police reform. And what did the Democrats, the Democrats, who tell you the filibuster is a racist relic of the Jim Crow South, the people like Elizabeth Warren, what did they do? They used the filibuster to block his bill. That's just how white folks will do you. That's how they did him. Lie, 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 lie. Okay, understand Elizabeth Warren, okay, when we're talking about student loan forgiveness, has this take. She won't answer the question about fairness. Okay, the question was, hey, uh... What for the people who paid their loans? And she says, ah, no answer on that. More importantly, we've got to look out for these people who took out the loans and don't want to pay them. They're buying votes. It's clip 33. What do you say to someone like me who worked two jobs for a decade to pay off all their student loans, just finished? Where do I sign up for reimbursement? So let's start (laughs) out with who has student loans today. Um, 
about 40% of the folks with student loans don't have a college diploma. They're folks who tried. Yeah. They're folks who tried and life happened. Pregnancies, uh, uh, they were already working two jobs and lost one of them. Uh, mom got sick, family had to move somewhere else. And now they earn what a high school grad earns, and they're trying to pay off college-level debt. And it is crushing mm -hmm. their bones. Keep in mind that of those who have student loan debt, more than half have negative wealth. They don't have any wealth. She is a fraud, a phony, a woman without a moral core, a regular two-faced, mealy-mouthed politician who swings with the wind. I really want you to think about that last sentence, man, as a guy who just likes having honest conversations with you. Okay, so these people took out loans. They tried. It didn't work out. Okay, the debt is crushing them. Life happened. The debt is crushing them. They're trying to pay off college-level debt. It's crushing their bones. Keep in mind that of those who have student loan debt, more than half have negative wealth. They don't have any wealth. Okay, fair, you know, fair enough. I'm mindful of that. I've been broke my whole life. But understand, if it's the loans they took out are crushing them, imagine how hard they're going to crush the people who didn't take out the loans. Do you understand? Like if I go to the casino and blow five grand, I'm broke. But imagine the guy two tables over who's also down money now has to pay off my five grand or at least a percentage of it in his tax dollars. That's what's going on here. And understand that. Okay, the heartstring song she gives you about the people who tried and are broke, that's 40% of people with student loans. Okay, that's 40% of student loans. This is not a bill that targets only student loan people who don't have a diploma. It's just a flat-out, across-the-board forgiveness, which means 100% of the people who have student loans get forgiven. And listen, I have empathy for you. If you're listening, you have student loans, you're like, Jimmy, shut up. Come on, I want to get the money. But you understand it's not free. It's not free. Okay, the taxpayers pay off your debt and you pay it off by not learning personal responsibility. I promise you, I am not hosting this show. I am not all over the television if I didn't have to live through a horrific adult birth canal where all of the bad choices I made caught up to me. I was broke. I was driving a cab. I had a family to provide for. Happiness and enjoyment were no longer a luxury for me. I had to prioritize responsibility and getting stuff done. And, yes, I learned to have fun. I listened to music in the cab. I had Rush Limbaugh on the radio. Me and my buddy Dean would eat sandwiches at the deli. And I would do poorly paid comedy spots in opium dens at night. But the point is my life was really hard. But fighting through that, learning responsibility and holding myself accountable for the decisions I made ultimately paved a much smoother road for me in the long run. The problem with the world we live in now is everybody is a prisoner of the moment. They just want what they want today. Now, you might get it, but you'll get it at the expense of tomorrow because you haven't learned to provide for yourself or your family long term. Yes, it sucks to have to pay off this other $10,000 in student loan debt. But believe me, it doesn't suck half as bad as growing older in life and not knowing how to get stuff right. And what the Democrats are trying to do, just so you understand, is deny you that self-reliance, is to deny you that personal responsibility so you'll depend on them instead. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. 
Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone! 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Bottom of the ninth here on Fox Across America. It's been a wild Thursday. Uh, a lot of TV action in the last 24 hours. I was on Tucker last night. That is on the Fox Across America Facebook page. Today's Harris Faulkner appearance will also be on the Facebook page tonight. You can watch me live with Kennedy at 7 o'clock on the Fox Business Network. And then after that, I'll be off in the night working on my stand-up set because this coming Tuesday, it is this Tuesday, May the 17th, I will be doing live stand-up comedy on the Fox News Channel on Gutfeld Tuesday night. First comic in the history of the new studio and the history of the show to do stand-up here in New York. Quite an honor. You better be there. I better get to work. So I'm going to get out of here. The show's over. Be a Republican. Be a Democrat. Just don't be a... Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table the Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.